0: Donald Trump's gag order in the federal election interference case just put on hold. CNN's chief legal affairs correspondent, Paula Reed is working this important story for us. Paula, tell us more about this ruling.
1: Wolf here, the federal appeals court has temporarily frozen a gag order imposed on former President Trump here in Washington. And they have fast-tracked an oral argument about whether this is constitutional. And they'll hear those arguments on November 20th. Now, this gag order was imposed by Judge Tanya Chutkan. She's the federal judge overseeing the election subversion case brought by Special Counsel Jack Smith here in the district. And she imposed this gag order barring Trump from targeting witnesses in the case, members of the court staff, and even the special counsel itself, the prosecutors working on this case she imposed that gag order at the request of prosecutors, but she did not limit his ability to talk about Washington, D.C., the potential jury pool or the Justice Department, which prosecutors had also sought protections for those two groups. But here she has argued. She has said, look, I understand he has a First Amendment right. But that must yield to the orderly administration of justice. And she said that she has to put on a trial. She needs to protect members of her staff, people involved in this case, just trying to do their jobs. And that is why she has imposed this gag order. And she also declined to freeze it herself while these appeals play out. The former president's lawyers, though, have argued that this is a violation of his First Amendment. They point to the fact that he is once again running for the White House and that what they describe as, quote, political speech deserves the highest protection. But a three-judge panel will hear arguments on this issue in just a few weeks. This is a pretty fast track here, pretty quick move uh, from this decision to freeze to oral arguments. Wolf, it appears that the Court of Appeals is mindful of the need to decide this issue quickly and keep this case moving along.
0: Paula, can the government uh, appeal this ruling?
1: Uh, Well, this is the appeals process. It will depend on what the appeals court ultimately decides. Uh, They here are going to hear arguments uh, on November 20th. Then they will make a decision. If either side does not like how that turns out, they can certainly appeal to the Supreme Court.
0: All right, Paula, stand by. we got more questions for you. Also tonight, we're following another. We're following new developments in another of Trump's uh, uh, cases, the civil fraud case in New York, CNS Kara Scannell is just outside the courthouse in Manhattan for us. Kara, tell us about Eric Trump's testimony today under oath and what we can expect from Donald Trump and Ivanka's testimony scheduled next week.
2: Well, Eric Trump completed his testimony today, all told, he was on the stand for about four o- hours over the past two days. And the attorney general's office was really focusing in on these financial statements that are at the center of this lawsuit, Eric Trump testifying that he relied on accountants and lawyers. And when they gave him comfort that the statements were, quote, perfect, he said he was happy to sign off on them. He also said he wouldn't sign something that was inaccurate. And just a reminder, the judge has already found that these statements are fraudulent. Now, outside the courthouse, Eric Trump was was defiant, also standing by his testimony and attacking the attorney general's investigation. Take a listen. The last couple of days have gone great. You know why they've gone great? Because we haven't done a damn thing wrong. And they dragged Don and I into it as collateral damage. You know why? Because if you can line up as many Trumps as you possibly can, she can sit in court for an extra couple days, and then she can send fundraising emails every single day to her donor base saying, I'm going after Trump. Now, Donald Trump will be on the stand on Monday. He's expected to sit for a full day of questioning under oath by the attorney general's office. He'll be sitting just inches from the judge who he has attacked on social media. And the attorney general is likely to be in the courtroom. She has attended every court date that the former president has been in. Once his testimony wraps, then it will be Ivanka Trump's turn. She stopped her effort to block her testimony, dropping her appeal. So she will be testifying on Wednesday. After that, the New York attorney general's office is expected to rest their case. And then it will be Donald Trump's turn to see if he's going to put on any defense. Wolf?
0: All right, Kara, thank you. Kara Scanella, in New York for us. Uh, Appreciate it. Paula Reed is still with us. I also want to bring in former federal prosecutor Jennifer Rogers, along with former assisted U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, Ellie Honig. Uh, to all of you, thanks very much for joining us. Ellie, let me start with you. What's your reaction
3: to this freeze? Are you surprised? Well, Wolf, I've never seen anything quite like this, I have to say, and just so people can sort of follow the history here quickly, Judge Chuckkin imposed the gag order first, but then she put it on hold to give Donald Trump's team a chance to appeal it. However, Donald Trump then pretty much immediately violated it while it was on hold. And so Judge Chuckkin said, okay, I'm unfreezing it. I'm putting the gag order back in place. And what the appeals court has now done is said, hold on, we're going to put it on hold. So as we sit here a few minutes after 6 p.m. Eastern time, the gag order's on hold, but I take two lessons First of all, the Appeals Court is taking Donald Trump's First Amendment argument seriously. They're going to hear him out. But second of all, they've signaled to Donald Trump, you're on a very short leash here. We intend to move very, very quickly. So we'll have to wait and see what the Appeals Court does in the next couple days.
0: Important point. Uh, Jennifer Rogers, as you know, Trump has argued that this gag order violated his First Amendment rights, and as Ellie just said, it it looks like the appeals court is taking that argument seriously, right?
4: They are. There are some thorny issues here, Wolf. I mean, we never before have had a presidential candidate under indictment making comments about his rival and his rival's Justice Department who's prosecuting him. So there really are uncharted territory here, which is why I think the appellate court does want to take its time and it makes sense for them to freeze the gag order while they do so, so that Trump can't ultimately say he was somehow harmed by this. I do think though, and Ellie was hinting at this, it would be really foolhardy, I think, of Trump to violate the gag order that isn't currently in place, but to violate the terms of it now, it would give the special counsel's office a lot of ammunition to say to the appellate court, listen, this is why we need this. Look at what he's saying and look at the potential impact on the all the parties here.
0: Let me go back to Paula while I have you, Paula. This is, is some rare good news for Trump. <laughs> it is many, many legal problems that we all know about. What does this order mean for the case? What do you think?
1: Well, for the time being, he is not restricted in his ability to discuss prosecutors, witnesses, and court staff, though, as our colleague just noted, Probably find not a good idea to do that right now, right before this goes before the appellate court. But we have seen when gag orders have been lifted uh, in the past, he sometimes takes the opportunity to really play at the edges uh, of what he is allowed to do. All defendants have certain restrictions. You are not supposed to intimidate witnesses, right? And it's it's unheard of to attack prosecutors or attack the judge. So an extraordinary circumstance here. His team, though, at least wanted to be heard by the appellate court, and potentially they could try to appeal this all the way to the Supreme Court, depending how this goes, on this issue of political speech and the potential infringement on his First Amendment right. That is the argument that they are making, and they will at least be heard before this three-judge panel. It's unclear, though, which way this will go.
0: Ellie, uh, this gag order, as you know, was put in place because Trump was accused of actually threatening people. Does that mean he can go back to doing that now,
3: even if it's not advisable? Boy, I would advise strongly against that. Technically, he can now comment on the witnesses. But as Jennifer said, if he does that, this Court of Appeals might very well say, okay, You've pushed us here. We're going to reinstitute it. And just to be clear, Wolf, when Judge Chutkin gave Trump's team the courtesy of putting it on hold a few days ago, within hours, Trump was out on social media attacking Mark Meadows, attacking Bill Barr, both of whom are likely to be crucial witnesses in this case. It would have violated the gag order had Judge Chutkin not put it on hold. So both levels of courts here are giving Trump some leeway, but he'd be very ill-advised to continue violating that.
0: Jennifer, do you expect that this gag order will ultimately come back, at least in some form?
4: I'm sorry, Wolf, I missed the question.
0: Do you think this gag order will eventually come back, at least in some form?
4: I do, I think particularly the part about attacking witnesses is bulletproof. I don't think the appellate court will overturn that. There could be some changes on the margins about commenting on the special counsel's office, Uh, but I do think certainly at least part of it the witness part is definitely going to stay in place once the appellate court has a chance to hear it thoroughly.
0: I'm wondering, Paula, how unusual is this move from the appeals court?
1: Well, it's not uncommon for them to agree to hear a dispute like this. We are, as we are so often with former President Trump, just in an extraordinary situation. And the question of the limits of free speech for a criminal defendant who's also a leading candidate for the White House, I mean that's something that's just never been contemplated by the courts before. So it's not surprising that this appellate court is willing to take up this case hear arguments on both sides and render a decision give some clarity because this is likely an issue that could come up again in this case and potentially in other cases because of course at the state level he's also under a gag order in new york but he's also facing another federal prosecution in florida with a special counsel it's possible this could come up there so it would be good to get maybe some clarity at least from this federal court and possibly possibly the supreme court on this
0: All right, we shall see. Paula, Jennifer, and Ellie, guys, thank you very, very much.